Broadcasting from the heartland of America in the Hoosier Media Network Studios. The next generation in conservative talk radio. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is the Voice of Reason's Weekend Edition. I am Andy Hoosier. Hey, so wonderful to have you with us here for another one, man. We have a lot to talk about. This week has been jam-packed. I always tell you, we try, try to cram that 10 pounds reason into that 5-pound bag. And by golly, we're doing that definitely again today with our two hours of attempted broadcasting excellence. Welcome into it. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas at the Hoosier Media Network Studios. Broadcasting all over the country. Multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting. However you watch or Check us out. Welcome aboard. Always love you doing so. All right. Uh, let's see. How do we even start this week? Holy cow. I, I, I have to collect the thoughts after all the craziness that happened because we have immigration issues. We have election issues. We have lawsuit issues. We have just the Democrats doing Democrat things. It's never a dull moment for sure. Bottom of this hour, we have Christina Bob. If you don't know who that is, that is the attorney for uh, one of the attorneys for Donald Trump. And the former president of the United States, also author of the book, Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election. We'll have Christina on at the bottom of this hour. We'll talk about the ongoing litigation that he's going through right now, the campaign trail, the mindset of the former president, because obviously this has got to weigh down on him just a little bit. You think so? You think it'll just bear him down a little bit with all the ridiculousness that's going on in the world? So we'll have some fun chatting with her in just a little bit, which speaking of, I guess we can just jump right into this. Let's get into our latest and what's trending. It's your week in review. So we can review if you heard the news at the end of the week. We really saw a major, I don't want to say blow. I want to say ongoing frustration against Donald Trump after having to pay near $83.3 million to Gene Carroll for a defamation lawsuit. Now, this is an ongoing suit that's been going on since like 2019 that she claimed sexual assault or rape, and Donald Trump said, no, that's not the case. And then she sued him for defamation because he said that, well, she's not really my type. Really, the the just I don't give a you-know-what because that's the way Donald Trump rolls. And if this is a ridiculous lawsuit, he's going to make sure that you're aware that it's a ridiculous lawsuit. So he says, yeah, she's not my type. Why would I do something like that? So then she sues not only for the $5, $5 million that he had to give her back then, but now sued for more money for defamation and just came down, according to the messenger.com this weekend, that the Trump uh, administration, that Donald Trump himself must pay $83.3 million to E. Jean Carroll for defamation. Now, I know that's a little weird because I know, come on, man. I know it's a little strange because it doesn't make any sense. In fact, if you remember that her interview, which I had to take a double take, I didn't know this was actually her or that this is what they were talking about. I had to watch it a few times and do a little investigative research to make sure and validate that this is what really happened because there was an interview that was done. With Anderson Cooper on CNN just a few years ago, back in apparently 2019, I want to say, and uh, made the comment where she was on there. She was on the interview with Anderson Cooper talking about the situation and said this. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent 
assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. Um, there's that. So from what she said back then, after claiming rape against Donald Trump in the mid nineties, that she was actually not raped, that rape just has this weird sexual connotation, but it's really not. And Anderson Cooper goes on to be like, well, it's just kind of a definition of being assaulted. And she goes, well, most people view rape to be sexy. Now, I don't know. Show of hands. Anybody that views rape to be sexy, anybody, anybody out there, anybody out there that views rape to be sexy. Oh, no. Okay. Apparently not. But she thinks that a lot of people apparently think that it is a sexy thing. (laughs) Did you hear? Uh, We got to take a break. Can we take a break? Let's take a break real quick. Stick over here. We'll continue this conversation. You're a fascinating person to converse with. I want to play this one more time. If you haven't heard this, this is the woman that just received $83.3 million from Donald Trump for not only claiming rape against him, but then said that, that Donald Trump was defaming her which is what this case was about. Not the rape case. This is the defamation case because he said that she's not her, his type. So she got jealous and had to sue him again. That's been going on for the last three years. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what it just, you know, well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault it is not i think most people think of rape as being sexy Mm. let's take a short break fantasies Mm. we're going to take a quick break (laughs) if you can stick around we'll talk more on the other side you're Uh, fascinating to talk to you're a fascinating guy to talk to he gets all getting oh gosh hilarious these this is the left side of the aisle these are the people that are trying to bring down Donald Trump right now. This is the absolute lunacy in the world. And the first question that may be coming to your mind, I know what you're thinking. The first problem that would come to your mind be like, Andy, how in the world would the judge not look at that? Well, here's the thing. The judge would not allow that audio into the courtroom. They tried to bring that as evidence that she's nuts, and they rejected it. Now, this is the same judge, by the way, just to put this into perspective for you. This is the same judge that is a major donor to Joe Biden, was a major donor to Barack Obama, is a hardcore lefty, a very anti-Trump individual. So is coming in as a judge with a very negative view of Donald Trump anyways, wanting to get him because we're going to get him right. We're going to get the guy. We're going to bring him down and we're going to get him. And they feel like they got him. They feel like they, that's another knock in the nice knock in the pegboard here. Eighty three point three million dollars against Donald Trump. We did it, my friends. Pat yourself on the back. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yay! And welcome to the Democrat Party. All right. I want to shift gears from that because this I'm telling you, this only emboldens Republican voters. Those that are upset about what's going on in the legal system. Those that are starting to see the corruption in the legal system, whether you like Donald Trump or dislike Donald Trump, they're starting to become a mindset of. We cannot allow this bias to be in our legal system to go after a political opponent. And whether you like the guy or not like the guy, there should be laws. And I thought there were some type of regulations where judges weren't able to contribute massively to political campaigns. They weren't able to donate. They are supposed to be the non-bias, just look at the law, very objective type of individuals. And that's obviously not the case because of what we're seeing right now. Halina Abba 
which is the Trump lawyer in the case there. She's been very irate. She was almost put in contempt of court because of her irateness in the courtroom. Donald Trump walked out of it after making some comments because they would not allow him to say a closing remark. They weren't allowed him to put stuff onto the record. They were not allowed to give evidence. They essentially were just shut down and said, you're going to take this. You're going to listen to all this. You're not allowed to defend yourself, and we're going to come after you and make you pay absurd amounts of money for a ridiculous case for someone that thinks like that. Now, the argument from the other side of the aisle as well, she was trying to describe those that actually justify rape in some way, shape, or form, like that evil Donald Trump. But we know that's not the case. She literally just said that she wasn't raped. It wasn't sexual. He just attacked me, which doesn't sound like a Donald Trump that we know of at all. So she probably made the garbage up, allegedly, have to be legal terms here. And then because he made a knock on her by saying that she's not his type, that upset her and now had to file for defamation. And I've never known of a defamation case to be over $80 million like that. That's absolute insanity. All right. That being said, we'll get back to his state of mind coming up at the bottom with Christina Bob, his other attorney as well on some of these cases. But there's a lot of issues going on in Washington, D.C. right now as well. It's your week in review. I told you. I told you. Strap in and buckle up because there's a lot to cover from this past week. And this is what we do on the program. There are very there are two, two live political talk shows on the weekend for radio stations. And this is one of them in the entire nation to recap the week's events. And that's what we like to do on this program. So welcome aboard. Hey, happy weekend. Let's have some fun here, shall we? So Washington, D.C., there is the immigration bill. And I made a comment about this during the week about this immigration bill that was fronted by Senator James Lankford from the state of Oklahoma, which we've had on this program many a times, and we'll have him back on the show again soon, along with Chuck Schumer from New York, trying to come up with a bipartisan bill on immigration to seal the border. And they are apparently in a 72-hour window right now to read the bill before it comes up onto the Senate floor. They're probably going to pass it because it's Democrat run with a couple of Republicans on board with it as well. And then it goes over to the House of Representatives. And the question is going to be whether the House of Representatives actually approves of this bill for it to go to the president or whether it's going to be dead on arrival. And we're getting some mixed kind of reviews right now because the whole purpose of this bill is not to do actual immigration. The whole purpose of the bill, for Democrats at least, is to get the Ukrainian funding in here. And I swear that they're doing whatever they can to appeal to enough Republicans just to get what they want because they're that type of narcissistic mentality that we're going to get whatever we want. So we'll just throw you a couple softballs until you're appeased and then we'll continue on to do what we actually need to do as they're looking for a reaction for Republicans right now is what their main objective is. They're looking for some type of negative reaction to go after them because they don't want this bill to actually pass. Tim Kaine, the Senator, former, um, Vice presidential candidate with Hillary Clinton came out just uh, over the weekend or Friday, I believe it was, and made the comment that we will get Ukrainian funding. We just have to find a way to actually make it happen. Senator, how much danger is Ukraine funding in right now? Um, I think we're going to get there, Scott, because I, the votes are there on the floor in both houses. When you know what the, that the votes are there, there can be procedural questions like, yeah, but we'll only do it if we get a border deal we like or, you know, whatever. But you, if you know the votes are there, usually you can find a path. You can usually find a path. They don't care about immigration. They care about the Ukrainian funding right now. And they're only going along with any type of immigration because Republicans said that's the only way that we're going to pass any more Ukrainian funding at all. But this bill seems to be a semi-weak bill 
that is not going to do a whole lot. It says, according to the headlines, according to the AP News, that it gives the Biden administration the ability to shut down the border. I have news for you, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but we already have that ability to shut down the border right now under executive authority and based on what immigration laws are actually on the books already. You can shut it down just like that. The problem is you're not. So this bill, while giving the Biden administration authority to do so, doesn't mean they're actually going to act upon it. And I made the comment throughout the week that we've waited so long on handling these issues that now it's become a crisis. And it's the fast and furious. It's the pass it to see what's in it. It's the go, go, go. We can't tell you no time. There's no time. We got to do it right now. It's the panic stricken bill of we have to do something. And when we get in that state, you know what happens psychologically is we all get very emotional. We get tense. We get anxious. We have to do something drastic. And it's emotionally driven as opposed to logically driven for some type of bill. This bill would have been good and decent around the George Bush era back then before we had as major of a crisis as we do right now. It continued to escalate from Bush into the Obama administration. That's when Obama essentially opened up the Pandora's box. He allowed the floodgates to open. He passed DACA uh, in his administration. Donald Trump came in. He sealed it up. Things were going good. And then Biden came in and just opened it up tenfold to where now, three years later after the Biden administration, we now have 10 million illegal immigrants that have crossed the border in the past three years alone. Two and a half million that crossed last year alone with 375,000 that crashed across the border just for the month of December alone illegally with border crossings and with the interactions that we've had with Border Patrol and Border Security. That's a lot of numbers for you, right? We'll talk some more about those when we come back. Will this be a bill that goes through? And will Republicans in the House of Representatives actually pass said bill? It's going to be a hefty couple of weeks in Washington, D.C. Lots more coming up for the weekend edition of The Voice of Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy's latest product. Tired of faking your political identity? Stressed out from playing both sides of the aisle and appeasing special interests? It's time to try RhinoVape. Clear your mind and your conscience with RhinoVape by shedding the false code of republicanism and come to terms with your true feelings. I was a Republican for years, but I hate Trump. I hate lower taxes, and I hate traditional values. After I took a hit on my rhino vape, I realized I'm not a Republican at all. I finally feel comfortable in my political coat, and I can stop lying to my constituents. Thank you, rhino vape. You helped me clear the fog from my mind. Now I can fight for what I truly believe in, taking away your rights. Just inhale the Rhino Vape from the back end of your donkey-shaped vaping tool and let the world change before your eyes. Now. now available in multiple flavors. Try the all-new I Hate My Current Gender Berry or the cookies and I Love Collecting Metadata Cream. And we can't forget the Rocky Road to America's Border. Or our most popular bubblegum-flavored closet-case liberal cotton candy. 
Rhino Vape. Side effects may include delusions of efficient government programs, economic growth through taxation, and long-term envy of people who are more successful than you. Smugness may increase with long-term use of Rhino Vape. Not a substitute for real values or political platforms. Keep out of reach of children. Do not take Rhino Vape if you're pregnant and you actually care about your child. Rhino Vape, the help you need to accept the liberal mindset into your heart, your head, and your political affiliation. Find more products from the Voice of Reason online at HoosierReason.com. It's America's political therapist. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, it is therifying you on a daily basis. Welcome back into the program. So great to have you with us here every single weekend. Your political ther I really need I need to have my I always have it. It's in my humidor right across the studio from me right now in the Hoosier Media Network studios of my massive pipe, my Gandalf pipe. I need to have it so those watching the video stream can see. We are your political therapist. I can therify you. <laughs> If you want more therification, and yes, I did just come up with that word, you can go to the website at HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com, become a Hoosier-holic. We will have the newsletter coming out, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. We do that for the first Monday of every single month. So a newsletter coming out then. You can sign up, become the latest Hoosier-holic. You can get our monthly blog. You can get information about the radio show, networks and markets that we're in with the radio station near you. Uh, you can also find our podcast links. You can find everything going on with the Hoosier Media Network and so much more. So go to HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com, and find us on all of our social media. It's all the same. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, doesn't really matter, at Hoosier Reason. You can find us, follow us on all those. I try to be as active as I possibly can. I'm more active on Facebook, just throwing that out there, a little bit active on the Tweety. And I have a few videos on TikTok, haven't made a whole lot. I really would like to start working on some more of those. Nonetheless, let's go back to Washington, D.C. here, shall we? We have the Republicans say that it will be dead on arrival in the House of Representatives for this immigration bill. The Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, said that uh, sent out a letter as of Friday afternoon to House Republican members that said that this bill coming out of the Senate and during their 72-hour window, <laughs> like it's like a right of rescission. You ever buy a house? You have a three-day right of rescission before your mortgage uh, actually gets signed on for you to back out. You get the cold feet. You can totally back out. Not a big deal. That's what we have right now for the Senate, which I give them props. It's about time they actually give themselves some time to actually read a bill. Instead of doing the whole, you know, Nancy Pelosi pass it to see what's in it mindset, that they're actually wanting to read it, understand it, and then try to move forward with it thereafter. So I, I commend them for that. But even after that, early this next coming week, when they vote on it, more than likely it will be passed out of the Senate. The Republicans in the House say it's dead on arrival. It's not strong enough. Why is that not strong enough? According to Democrats, it's not strong enough because Donald Trump has said that it's not strong enough, and Donald Trump still dictates the Republican Party. They're criticizing again Donald Trump because of this immigration bill. Now, the immigration issue is one of the number one priorities that Donald Trump has while on the campaign trail of he's going to lock down the doors, he's going to stop the illegal immigrants, he's going to start deporting them because of how many have come in, and then we're going to open up the big beautiful door, and it's going to be a beautiful door, and it's going to be the greatest door you've ever seen in your entire life, right? Oh, yeah, we, we know the rhetoric from Donald Trump. We already know what he's going to say there. But that really brings up an interesting conversation. 
we have Mitch McConnell on the Senate side that's all about this immigration bill. It's going to be great. But he's the one that came to the recognition and realization that Donald Trump's reservations about this bill are what's going to kill it in the Senate because there are too many, quote unquote, Trump followers. Now, Mitch McConnell likes the bill. He doesn't like Republicans not supporting the bill, but he acknowledges that it's not going to go a whole uh, very far because of those that are supporting Donald Trump, who are Donald Trump has come out and said that he actually does not like this bill. And I say that that is probably one of the most encouraging things that we could be seeing right now as a member of the Republican Party, because, again, finally, finally, we're starting to see individuals stand up and say it's not good enough. You've taken us to this point. We have to have a little bit more of a drastic bill in order to get anything done and for it to be actually, I don't know, successful or actually work in some aspect. So we need something a little bit tougher, and we're going to do that by not passing this bill, but actually waiting for something else. Remember, Democrats aren't passing an immigration bill to solve immigration. They're passing an immigration bill just to skate through Ukrainian funding. That is their priority. So as long as we're doing it, we're going to do it the right way. And Republicans, hopefully, are going to make sure that we do it the right way. So thank goodness on Mike Johnson and the Republicans in the House calling it dead on arrival, not allowing this one to go through. Let's get something that's actually going to be impactful for the crises that we're currently in. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Truth, reason, and common sense. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. But let's get right to it here, shall we? Let's go to the Hoosier Media Hotline. As we sat down with Christina Bob, attorney for former President Donald Trump and author of the book, Stealing Your Vote. Christina, how are you today? Hey, Andy. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, so great to have you. Happy 2024. Uh, what a year. I keep saying yeah. on the radio that this is going to be a year of something to just strap in and hold on and watch because it's going to be a spectating sport for sure. What do you think? Oh, gosh, yes. Well, yes, it is a spectating sport, but it also we all also need to be involved. Everybody's got to get involved in this one. So, uh, yeah, there certainly are spectacles to watch. Yeah. Um, but I, I hope it encourages everyone to get involved in their local precincts because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take all of us to turn this thing around. It's going to take all of us at that grassroots level. Uh, the big news, obviously, this week was that Ron DeSantis, one of the main contenders yeah. that was supposed to be in this race, dropped out, endorsed Donald Trump going into the week. It, it pretty much seems now it's a one-on-one race between Trump and Nikki Haley, but Nikki Haley not gaining a lot of momentum either. Is this pretty much done for Donald Trump for the Republican primaries, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was done a long time ago. Uh, it just took Ron DeSantis a little while to see the writing on the wall, but he got it. And, you know, we're grateful and happy to have his endorsement and all that stuff. So um, Nikki Haley, I, I quite honestly, she's, she's funded by Democrats. She's running largely with Democrat donors. She's a rhino, if a Republican at all, even though she's obviously running in the Republican primary. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see her gaining any traction. I think the play for these people is they're hoping that Jack Smith can actually somehow get Donald Trump out of the race. They're not going to be able to do that. They won't be successful. Um, but they're they're hoping, you know, hoping against hope that somehow Donald Trump doesn't make it. 
and that she can kind of scoop in and say, well, I'm here, you know, but uh, just by default, uh, it, that, yeah. it's a pipe dream at this point. It really is. What happened to Nikki Healy? Because we, when she came out and she was working under the Trump administration back in the day as the yeah. U.N. ambassador, she seemed like a great fighter. She supported Trump. She was a conservative. She fought against the U.N. with the big government uh, mentality. What mm-hmm. happened to her, do you think? I think she's always been a rhino and we didn't know it. And I, I think that's true for a lot of people. I mean, that was one of the big criticisms of President Trump was that he didn't necessarily know the people in his administration. You know, he was new to politics. It's not like he had a whole team of political operatives that have been doing this for decades. Um, he relied a lot on the RNC and long-established political people to make recommendations. And, and Nikki Haley is just one of many who I think we didn't we didn't really appreciate. Um, where they stood on things, and not not just the individuals, but quite honestly, even the Republican Party as a whole. I certainly didn't appreciate how cowardice and uh, how much they kowtowed to Democrats. I, I didn't know that. I mean, Donald Trump exposed all of that. So my guess is, you know, I don't know if she had a change of heart on something, but my guess is she's always been this way, and we just couldn't see it. Interesting. Now that we go into, let's assume that Donald Trump's going to get that nomination because of how kind of the momentum's going, that goes into another general election, potentially another squaring off of Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden for the general election, Mm -hmm. which is going to be wild to watch all over again because Joe Biden hit the campaign trail hard for like a day or two, and now we're not hearing much from him all over again. But this seems like a repeat of 2020, and I think that's a lot of concern for people is the repeat of what we saw in 2020. And obviously with your book, Stealing Your Vote, the election from 2020, do you see the same signs? Do you think that they're going to play the same games, or do you think that we're aware of these things now and that we can stop it when it happens? I think we're aware of them and we can stop it when it happens, but but we have to do that. And, and there are a few different um, scenarios than what was taking place in 2020. First of all, we don't have COVID. And so a lot of the illegalities that took place in 2020 were due to COVID. These uh, rogue governors and secretaries of state put in emergency orders on mail-in ballots, um, basically allowing their secretaries of state to break the law in the name of COVID. Well, they don't have the ability to do that this time around. Yeah. So um, that's not that's not going to happen. Um, some states have passed legislation making it stricter. You know, we've got more voter IDs and all that. And then other states have, you know, more leniency towards mail-in ballots. So it takes everybody getting involved to stop it. I, I don't think they have the same ability to directly repeat 2020, but, well, actually, I'll go so far as this. The reason why I think that, one of the main reasons why I think that is everything that they're doing to Donald Trump. These four crazy indictments, all these crazy stories and accusations coming out out against him, if they thought they had a lock on the election the way they did in 2020, they wouldn't be doing this because it's outing them as Marxists. It's turning the American people against them. It's really making their base upset. You know, we're seeing record numbers of minority voters speaking out against Democrats, saying, why are you allowing all of these people into our city? You're you're destroying schools for black children. Uh, you know, a, a lot of what's typically their base yeah. is turning against them. So I don't think they would be doing it if they thought that they had a lock on the election. It's all about election interference. And to me, that indicates that they know They don't have a lock on it, which means we need everybody involved. This is an all-hands-on-deck moment. Get involved in your precinct, um, and we can turn this around. 
We're talking with Christina Bob, attorney for President Donald Trump, also author of the book Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. You're right. There's been a lot of changes in election laws across the country. I mean, one of the big ones, obviously, being like Georgia, which uh, ironically, they've mimicked a lot mm-hmm. of their new election laws. Like uh, I'm based out of Kansas. They've based a lot of their new election laws out of Kansas, which I think we have very secure uh, election laws in Kansas because we have voter identification. And if you do do a mail-in ballot, yep. you have a lot of security protocol to verify that you are who you are. You can't do a whole lot of ballot harvesting and take a whole bunch of ballots in places and states that have started to implement those type of laws. That gets rid of a lot of that open opportunity for them to pull the shenanigans that they did in the past, doesn't it? Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, So I do see more secure. Uh, Unfortunately, and I don't even want to call them just Democrats because it's not just Democrats. It's Republicans. It's just political class that believes they have the right to dictate who our leaders are. Um, But they don't always follow the law, you know, so I, I'm really happy with a lot of the legislation, but um, we can't rest on our laurels on this because they don't always follow the law. So we need people to, to kind of force them to, meaning eyes on uh, whether you're an election worker actually working for the county, whether you volunteer, whether you volunteer with a grassroots effort, scrub voter rolls, canvas. There's a lot of things that can be done between now and Election Day that we need done just to make sure that these folks know, hey, we've got eyes on. We're, we're paying attention. You're not going to be able to pull the same stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about the legal side of this for a moment, because like you said, mm-hmm. Jack Smith is trying to figure out a way to get him off the ballot. We've had a few states try to remove the former president from the ballots, mm-hmm. which hasn't turned out too well. The Supreme Court's still lingering on some of those cases. Is yep. that a possibility? Do you think that that's a realistic possibility of them getting him off the ballot with a, the way some of these laws, uh, these lawsuits have gone? Or is this pretty much the show to drag this out as long as possible? And then at the end of the day, still be where we're at today? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it's even in the realm of possibility. Um, I mean, there's been about 25 cases brought. Half the states have been arguing this, and only one court has actually ruled against Donald Trump. That's the Colorado case that's currently pending before the Supreme Court. Every other state, most of which are very blue liberal judicial systems, you know, they bring these cases in in blue areas. Um, All of them are siding in favor of Donald Trump remaining on the ballot. You've got this one rogue court in Colorado, and suddenly the press makes it sound like this is a viable issue. It is not. Um, The law is very clear on this. The Section 3 of the 14th Amendment does not apply to the president. That's even what the lower court in uh, Colorado decided. Uh, So I think this is going to be a decisive victory for Donald Trump. I do not think this will be a 5-4, 6-3. I don't even think it'll be 7-2. Um, I actually think it could be a unanimous decision from the Supreme Court. I know a lot of people are worried about uh, Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson. Um, but I don't, I mean, she would look so foolish. Granted, she said she doesn't know what a woman is, but I, I, she would just look so foolish ruling against us. Um, I, I think this could be a unanimous decision or 8 one It's not even going to be close. This, Donald Trump will be on the ballot in all 50 states. He will be on the ballot. Yeah, at some point, the ideology of trying to pander to a certain group, there's a line that you can't cross when it comes to you actually doing your job and then trying to pander yeah. to a bunch of radicals. So, yeah, I, I hope that they make the right choice, and I see that hopefully as well. So the big question is then the lack of momentum from the Biden administration going into the campaign. We've heard just in the last couple of weeks, we had former President Barack Obama make a statement that he's extremely concerned about Donald Trump getting back into office. We had the podcast from Michelle Obama saying that she's extremely mm-hmm. scared about what could happen for moving forward. So I know they're running out of time, but is Joe Biden going to be that nominee or is there going to be the <laughs> Michelle Obama coming in on the great white horse like Gandalf trying to save the day for the Democrat Party? 
I actually don't think it will be Joe Biden come the election. I, he may he may make it through the nomination and then they try to pull some. I, I don't know how they would do it, but who knows? You know, who knows what Democrats do these days? I, come November, I don't think it will be Joe Biden. But that's who they're putting up right now. So. Okay, you know that I like that matchup. <laughs> That's a good matchup for us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but I I do think they'll try to pull a, a switcheroo out there some some way at some point. That would be interesting. We got just about a minute left here, Christina, and I appreciate your time very much. Go check out the book. You can find it on Amazon and other places. Stealing your vote: the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. It's Christina Bob, uh, attorney for the former president, Donald Trump. I, I got to ask you about the mindset of Donald Trump. Obviously, being on the campaign trail, he enjoys talking to people. He's seen the energy from mm-hmm. Vivek Ramaswamy endorsing him. Now, Ron DeSantis endorsing him, going into yeah. this momentum. But then having that uh, that that negativity of drawing him back into the courtroom and fighting some of these battles, what's his mindset right now? Is he still optimistic? Is he still positive? Or is this legal stuff starting to get to him? Oh, yeah. No, he's very positive. He has every intention and every belief that he's going to be back in the White House, that he's going to save this country. Um, he sees these legal challenges as something he just has to overcome and believes that he will overcome them, as do I. Um, but no, he, he's determined to save America, and he's going to do it. He's going to make it happen. And I don't see any lack of enthusiasm from the voter as well as we get further into primary season. Right. I have to wait until March to vote here in Kansas. So we have some time, but it's fun to watch these early ones and see how well things are yeah. going. It's Christina Bob. Find her on the Tweety as well, at Christina underscore Bob, attorney for President Donald Trump, a U.S. Marine. Thank you for your service, lawyer, author, and so much more. Go check out her book, Stealing Your Vote. Christina, thank you so much. Keep up this fight. We absolutely need you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Let's get you on back on the show again real soon. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Where Hoosierholics gather every week. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into it. we got a couple minutes left here. Wrapping up our number one. Thanks again to Christina Bob joining us. Attorney for former President Donald Trump. Also author of the book Stealing Your Vote. The inside story of the 2020 election. Kind of counteracts the whole argument of saying that, oh, he totally knew he lost the election. But that's another conversation for another time. We appreciate her. Keep up that fight. The ongoing attack and hatred against Donald Trump and the Republicans is wild to watch, man. But yet they continue to winning. Yeah, that's really what it is. So I am here to tell you that the more they go after Donald Trump, the more money that he pays, the more litigation that comes after him, the stronger that his base uh, continues to be emboldened. Because if you have an individual that continues to be attacked and attacked, there's got to be a reason for it. Well, obviously, and he's corrupt and evil, right? Well, I, mean, I guess you could believe that, but there's no real proof or evidence of that. So there's that as well. So <laughs> um, where is that? What is that? What the heck's going on? All right, there we go. Are you able to hear that yet? You already heard that on the air? Just making sure. There's some weird ads running on the... You were able to hear that. All right. Well, that's nice. The uh, nice ads on our on our tabs here. The emboldenment of the Republican Party is good to see because we have to see some unity right now ongoing as we speak there is conventions going on around the state for republican parties and in each each and every state and the corruption's getting cleaned up which again agree with donald trump dislike donald trump there is more and more argument 
for him in the sense that people are tired of an establishment and want the over the tables to be overturned, so to speak. They want him to just completely expose the corruption that's going on, which we saw not only with Donald Trump, but with many of his supporters as well. If you heard earlier this week that Kerry Lake actually saw the chairman of the state Republican Party for the state of Arizona officially stepped down after audio was leaked of a phone conversation of him advocating for corporations to come and buy off Kerry Lake to step down away from the race for the U.S. Senate because they don't like Kerry Lake. So why not just get him a nice cushy job with a corporation, make a whole bunch of money, be all hunky-dory, and then everything be fine. Then she was on an interview just a couple of days ago, had tipped to Newsmax, and I'm not sure why they put like a weird music behind it, kind of a dramatic thing, but she was doing another interview about a potential secondary individual trying to steer her away from the quote-unquote MAGA movement in supporting Donald Trump. Was this the first time that something like this has happened to you? Oh, boy. I don't even want to answer this. Actually, I've never told this story. I don't, I don't even know if I should tell it. Should I tell that story? There was a an individual who'd been supportive of us, and we were really happy about it. He was a, a man who had been quite successful, and this individual was willing to put a million dollars into a pack. 24 hours later, I got a, a, an email from this person who uh, put his asks. You can't be around MAGA-type people. You can't support President Trump. And so I said, I can't agree to those asks. Thanks, but no thanks. And so Somebody who had been in politics for a while, who was on our campaign, said to me, I've never seen anybody in the history of my time in politics who said no to a million dollars because they didn't want to do a few simple things. But I didn't think it was simple to say I'm willing to turn my back on President Trump. I'm not willing to take somebody's money with a whole bunch of strings attached. I said early on in 2024, and again, a hat tip to Newsmax. Again, I'm not sure why they have such dramatic music behind it, but it was it, it really drives home the point that I said earlier as we kicked off 2024 that there was a movement going on right now, and it just took a few people to start this one. It started off with Elon Musk that essentially said, go do your thing, go pound sand, go blankety blank, to Disney, who didn't want to advertise on the Tweety, or now what is known as X. It took... A flight attendant who was being abused by one of those woke LGBTQ members for not identifying uh, uh, identifying them as the proper pronoun, I guess, is how you want to describe it. I don't know. My brain still hurts when I think about trying to describe that mentality. It took an airline flight attendant saying, yeah, we're not going to deal with that because that's not okay for us to finally realize that it's okay to do that. It took Mike Johnson right before the holidays with Christmas and New Year's, the Speaker of the House, to finally stand up and say, we're not going to pass Ukrainian funding unless we do some type of attachment to immigration. Finally putting our foot down and saying enough is enough. It took a lot of Republicans to finally stand up and say, we're not going to be bought off. You're not going to just make us disappear. You're not going to put restrictions on us. We're going to do our own thing and we're going to do what we feel is actually right. The right people stand up at the right time every single time to save humanity. And what we're seeing in 2024 is going to be uncomfortable and very uh, frustrating at times. But what we're seeing is more people standing up and finally saying we're not going to deal with this type of garbage. And to me, I think that's the most optimistic way that we can start this year. And we continue to see it rolling through towards the end of the month already. Kind of exciting. we got hour number two of The Voice Reason. We're going to shift gears and have it around the corner. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is the voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. It's time to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll be back right here.